Support for this podcast and the following message come from Internet Essentials from Comcast. Connecting more than 6 million low-income people to low-cost, high-speed Internet at home. So students are ready for homework, class, graduation, and more. Now they're ready for anything. Uh, This is um, idea number 36. Pitches are the same. Pattern is the same as the preceding one. Crossbar is different. I made a note in the uh, notebook of all the uh, knobs, or most of the knobs. Uh, here are the notes one at a time. Do you, do you have any idea who this is? Here is the slow performance of the attacks. Is this, uh, is this from a box set? Yeah, <laughs> it's Raymond Scott. It's yeah, Raymond yeah. Scott, an early electronic music pioneer. Uh, well, before that, he was a great jazz performer who wrote music that, you know, sounded like great cartoon music. Well, in fact, it was used in the Bugs Bunny cartoons. It was it was uh, featured in those, and that's what uh, most people knew him as. But uh, he lived from 1908. He was born in 1908. He died in 1994. But there's this new box set yeah. uh, called Three Willow Park, uh, electronic music from inner space. And it's all the, it's 61 previously unreleased cuts by Raymond Scott, and it has all this voiceover in it where he's making uh, audio notes to himself. To himself, To right. himself, right? <laughs> and uh, it came out the end of June, and it keeps popping up random, randomly in my in my playlist. He would like that. Yeah. My, when I, I don't know what made me think of this, but uh, the music that I think I played more than any other when uh, my son was growing up was the early... Uh, big bandy music of Raymond Scott, yeah. and and then and didn't know anything about his electronic career until later, and was blown away by it. And the massive synths, they were walls. Yeah, right. With, entire with cables that he's plugging in yeah. and and routing different. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. uh, pretty incredible stuff. And yeah. I, and play I, some from it. Well, I, I'm actually not gonna. I wanted to play this just the opening, just okay. sort of as a quick aside to let people know this this cool thing is out there. But I thought it was appropriate because a lot of the stuff we're playing today. Some could say maybe wouldn't even exist if it weren't for pioneers like him. There's lots of interesting ear candy and, and sonic exploration in some of the stuff we're playing today. I'm uh, going to write up this uh, uh, this one that I just had here. Now I'm going to call it uh, number 36. I guess it's the first slow one I made up. It seems to be. Anyway, I'd, if I can get it started with the music of Ian Shane. Do that. Oh. Ian Shane. Ian Shane, uh, he is undoubtedly one of the greatest drummers on the planet. We know him from his work with Sun Lux. He's, he plays with Landlady. They were just here for a Tiny Desk concert. And uh, Ian Shane has his debut solo EP coming out later this summer. I guess I would call it an electronic album, but he's a drummer, right? Yeah. And he made this music by taking samples and then triggering those samples by hitting drums. So he hits a drum and the way he, it's not just hitting a drum, but the way he hits a drum that makes the sound take different right, which shapes. Which part and of the forms. pad, which part? Right, right, right. right. Um, it's called uh, Sensory Percussion, is the name of the system he uses. It's by a company called Sunhouse. So, what you're about to hear are sounds that were made with a bunch of guitar samples. So, he took guitar samples, recorded them, and then he triggered them by hitting a drum. And this song is called ASMR which stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. And I'll just say it is uh, that chill that you get sometimes. It seems to come out of nowhere and runs up and down your spine. That tingly feeling. ASMR, Ian Chang.
so cool. Yeah, really sonic adventure. You'd never, ever know it was drumming. Yeah, drumming. He's hitting drums to make those sounds. The original guitar sounds uh, were made by a friend of Ian Chain's, Ben Brody, is uh, the guitarist, and uh, this is what Ian has to say about him. He says he has a knack for creating otherworldly sounds using different effects and techniques. Uh, And then Ian goes on to say, I like the idea of using the physicality of drumming to create ambient music because I like how convoluted processes can lead to surprising results. It's sort of like, you know, he does a lot of music with Ryan Lott and Sun Lux. That's like Ryan Lott's MO, too. He likes to make it as complicated as possible uh, because the most interesting things come out of this. Uh, But then anyway, Ian goes on to say, I suggest listening to this one with headphones on and eyes closed. Extra bonus if you can get a massage at the same time. It's a relaxing listen until intrigue dances with fear towards the end, which is that growling noise Mm. at the end of it. The EP is called Spiritual Leader. That song was ASMR uh, from Ian Chang. You know, I said that it's that tingly feeling, that ASMR is that tingly feeling you get up and down your spine. No scientific explanation for it exists, but it it can be triggered by, like, fingers on a chalkboard, but also by the sounds of, like, people whispering or pulling cotton balls apart. Hmm. I mean, all there are all oh, kinds yeah. of weird triggers. Cotton trigger. balls apart really yeah. is creepy. That it's something in that texture or mm-hmm. something that makes people's shoulders rise up to their ears and they, they get that tingly feeling. I talked about earlier about how we have lots of interesting sounds on this week's show, and I heard a lot of those interesting sounds in an artist named Common Holly, who I didn't know until Marissa LaRusso of NPR Music told us about her, and she's here now. Yeah, hi. Um, I had never heard of her before I heard this song that I brought you guys, and I just think she's fascinating. She's a songwriter from Montreal, and she kind of takes folk songs and makes them really dark and then does all of these composition and production things that you would never expect in the song and takes them to really weird places, which I totally love. And in this song that I brought, which is called If After All, her voice in the beginning kind of sounds like Mira or Feist or someone like that. And then by the end, it's just got this like hard rock and roll edge on it that I totally love. So let's listen. One day, one, let's take this one day at a time No more assumptions, I have no reason Bye. 
I love that. I love that too. Yeah. Um, so the the woman behind this project, her name is Brigitte Nagar, and she said about this song that compositionally and lyrically, if after all flirts with a range of feeling, it is tired, coy, frustrated, and then resigned. My faulty memory is one of the things that plagues me most. It is no metaphor when I sing, I will always forget. The truth is that as hard as I try to learn from my demons, it seems that I am destined to fall into old habits, or at least this was my experience as a younger adult self in a serious and long-term relationship faced with the realest and harshest version of me. So much of music I was thinking as I was listening to this is a, is not just about the production, but about arrangements. I mean, it was mm-hmm. the same song throughout. She just kept switching up the instrumentation throughout. Like I was listening to the Beatles' Strawberry Fields on the way into work this morning, I thought just the genius behind how that was arranged. Sometimes the main melody and background music is all played on tr- just trumpets or just guitar or just piano. And it's just really brilliant arrangement in that in that piece from Common Holly. Did you say there's an album? Or? Yeah, there's an album called Playing House that comes out September 4th. Yikes, that's great. <laughs> Excited. Thanks, Marissa. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. I have an artist from up there, you know, like... Uh, Canada way. Her name is, well, the band that she goes by is called Weather Station. And uh, the Weather Station is the music of Tamara Lindemann. This is the fourth record. I've seen her before. It's been a long while. I really have liked her music, but this one is very uh, electric, much more so than what I've heard before. Her voice has something in common with another, and I'm sure she's tired of hearing this, but another uh, famous Canadian, a little Joni Mitchell in uh, Hmm. this voice. I'm going to play a song called 30. And it's about being 30, and I'll come back and tell you a little bit more about it in a moment. There was a time you put your hand on the small of my back. I was surprised that you touched me like that. But there in your hand was a current of life I could hardly stand or stay still at if I did, I'd made some joke of it It was strange how I could feel so sane So plain when you were around And I'm bidding to me There it rose, the fancy Colored rose and easy yeah, I could see it so simple, unsubtle, impossible, clearly and strange. Far and as close as a mountain range, on the horizon, driving all day. There I was, so sane, so plain after everything. And you took my arm reflexively 
the Joni Mitchell in the high, higher range. No higher kidding, register, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's the weather station. And there's a new record, a fourth record coming out in uh, October, October 6th, self-titled. Tamaris told, uh, told me uh, about the song that for women, 30 is a number you're taught to fear. When you're 25, you picture it like falling off the edge of a cliff into some amorphous, bisected destiny. One path being children and suburbia and the other, uh, some sort of cartoonish loneliness. Oh, jeez. Tamara goes on. She says, I was 30. My parents had just gotten divorced. My friends were having kids, and I was touring Europe in a station wagon. And I was incredibly happy, losing my mind, she says, over Swedish rest stops. I'm not sure what that means. And oh, they're, la- the, they're the best. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And laughing in parking lots with my friends, I wrote this song about uh, that precise moment, joy balanced on the cusp of despair. Wow. Anyway, this is a really great. The whole album is so great. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. Weather Station's the name of the project. I was thinking I knew it when you said it, and then I realized I was thinking of Weather Report. Yeah, that's, that's, I don't really know Weather Station yeah, no. at all. But. Speaking of weather, <laughs> I got this note from Josh Ritter, who's been working on a new record, and he said to me that everything that he started writing when he was working on his new record, um, the images of impending storms kept appearing and reappearing and Josh is an author but he's also and a songwriter as we know and a singer and been making music for 20 years but he's also a painter and even in his paintings they were all like clouds on the horizon dark clouds coming and pending doom pending doom and so he wrote this essay sent it to me and I said you have to just tell people this this is for anyone who makes and creates this is a good thing for them to hear so I'm going to play uh, an essay that Josh Ritter wrote and uh, and then in his voice tells us. And then I'm going to play a song from a new record that's coming out from him in the fall. The album's called Gathering. And I'm going to play a song right after the essay that's called Showboat. I had that feeling you get when the sky is suddenly dark before a summer storm. The thunderheads looming at the edge of the fields. The birds quiet. The smell of the gathering electricity in the atmosphere and the certainty of lightning. This record is the product of a strange and interesting time. When I started writing Gathering, I felt tired of living in the shadow of my earlier self, my earlier work. But more than discouraged, I felt charged with the possibility and the freedom of cutting myself loose from my own and others' expectations. I began with an exciting sense of dissatisfaction, and what emerged as I began to find my voice was a record full of storms. Some, like Feels Like Lightning or Friend of Mine, are physical storms. Others, like dreams, are interior ones. Listening to these songs now, I hear uncertainty, mania, laughter, and sadness all vying for their place on the album. I was surprised by the new voice. I can't tell what era these stories are from. They feel part roustabout, part psalm to me. The narrator of Showboat is outsized, a big talker who carries deep inner uncertainties and struggles to keep a strong front against the world raging around him. Like all of us at some point in our lives, he forces himself to laugh through real darkness, whether alone or among others. In quieter moments, like on Strangers or Thunderbolts Goodnight or Train Go By, the vulnerability of the character shines through the cracks of their exterior bluster. As I worked, I also found myself painting again in a serious way. The landscapes that emerged followed the same preoccupations with gathering storms that are in evidence on the songs. When it came time for recording, I had more songs than I've ever had at one time. Rather than picking through them in advance, I opted to record everything I had over the course of two weeks. The goal was to put down a ton of stuff and think about it later. Trina Shoemaker, my band, and I headed for the studio. After the whirlwind of recording had subsided, I was left with a pile of about 30 songs. I spent the next couple months sifting through them in order to decide which ones best hung together to form the record. We did backing vocals and horns in some other studios in Nashville and North Carolina. I asked Bob Weir to sing on When Will I Be Changed. We had written his record Blue Mountain together, and working with him was deeply influential to my writing during this time. I've been writing records for almost 20 years now. Each one has been different from the last in subject and form, 
but with gathering I feel like I've found a new kind of electric dissatisfaction, a new way to rejoice as the storm rolls in. Every time it rains, it pours, I pray it rains just a little more on me. Cause I'm the guy who never cries, but I gotta keep my reputation clean. And here's a helpful tip to rain, administered in raindrops may help to hide the tears a little more. Which is why a guy who never cries looks up at the sky with hopeful eyes, hoping when it finally rains it pours. I'm just a showboat, won't catch me crying, no, won't catch me showing any hurt. I'm just a showboat, pretending I can stay afloat, pretending I'm not sinking over her. hit the floor Which is why a guy who never cries stays up all night with hopeful eyes hoping when it finally rains it pours I'm just a showboat Won't catch me crying no Won't catch me showing any hurt I'm just a showboat Pretending I can stay afloat Pretending I'm not sinking over her Sure doesn't sound like he was uh, seeing nothing but doom and gloom around him. M- music much more upbeat, yeah, 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 yeah. Than, than you'd expect from the essay, but uh, there it was. Josh Ritter, uh, the song is called Showboat. He's got a new record coming out called Gathering, and uh, you can wa- look at his artwork and uh, and hear uh, that essay again or read his essay. On, if reading's uh, your thing, yeah. God, I don't know why. <laughs> when you can listen, yeah, yeah. I, I, I prefer to read myself. Yeah. But. That's why I do a podcast. <laughs> yes, right. 
Yeah, let, we should take a short break. Great, because we got co- coming back with uh, more new music that our intern, Jenna's going to bring us. You ready for this? No. No. Oh, not you. You better be ready for this. Yes, ready? We're all doomed here. <laughs> and uh, Tom Heisinger is going to bring us some music. And I'm going to, but first, when we come back, I'm going to play a song by a band that you and I love very much and we haven't heard from in many, many years. Hmm. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Red Bull Radio, the place to tune in and discover great music that's new to you. Whether it's the latest dance hall out of Kingston, techno from Berlin, underground hip-hop, or old soul gems, you'll know what you were looking for when you hear it. Listen at RedBullRadio.com for music handpicked by influential artists, journalists, and DJs, plus in-depth interviews and live performances from festivals around the globe. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message also come from Bonefish Grill. Whether you're dining on peak-of-season wood-grilled fresh fish, the one and only Bang Bang Shrimp, or enjoying a handcrafted martini, you're sure to catch an experience unlike any other. From the moment you walk through the door to the moment you leave, every detail will be taken care of with their one-of-a-kind angler service. Come experience the difference and see what's fresh at Bonefish Grill tonight. Okay, so I've got a whatever happened to band, right? Flotation Toy Warning. Yes. Do you remember them? Absolutely. This is a band from London back in 2004. They put out a debut full-length record. They were a new discovery for us. We completely fell in love with them. They were on our best of the year lists. And uh, they had this really curious sound. I, I would call it steampunk sound. Do you, you know the yeah. steampunk? And uh, it's just the surreal mix of sort of old and new elements that feel out of place in both worlds, right? And then they just completely disappeared after that record. I mean, that was it. And I, all these years I've been thinking, I wonder what ever happened to that band. You know, one of their songs would pop up. Well, after 13 years, 13 years, they are back with a follow-up record this spring. It is called The Machine That Made Us. I want to play a song called A Season Underground, and we'll talk a little bit more about it and this band flotation toy warning uh, when we come out of this. A, a Season Underground. So happy to have them back. Steps on the harbor, not fully grown, 
Flotation Toy Warning. Uh, Season Underground is the name of the song from the record, The Machine That Made Us. Um, I'm not sure what happened to this band, why, why they disappeared, but I reached out to them for a little more info about this song, and the lead singer and songwriter, Paul Carter, wrote me, and he alluded he told to... told you about the alien abduction, didn't <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, it sounds like a band that would have been taken <laughs> away totally. by... or And then yeah. redeposited back here on Earth uh, 13 years later. He, he alluded to some sort of falling out that the band had. Uh, he says, and I'm quoting him here, he says, when I started writing the song, we were still all licking our wounds and trying to repair our damaged friendships after finishing the bluffer's guide to the flight deck which was the name of the previous record and uh, we hadn't really seen that much of each other i was feeling quite subdued and slightly melancholy when i finally wrote the lyrics but this is the usually the case they're about a failed relationship (laughs) and are written from the woman's point of view as an older person she's looking back on her youth and all the hopes and aspirations she had and the power of the love she felt The man she loved went to sea and never returned, so there are many nautical phrases mostly referring to different parts of an old sailing ship. Which is interesting to note because this is a band I remember when they put out that debut record 13 years ago that it was full of all these fictional tales. You know, like even their bio that they posted or released was full of all these, I don't want to say fake names, you know, but fictional names and characters that they, whose identities they'd assumed and real fanciful stories. Uh, anyway, uh, so excited when I found that uh, that they were coming back. The machine that made us, it's already out in the UK, but out here in the States on October 13th. Wow, well, you guys are all talking about things um, before I was born 13 years ago. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that would be illegal to have a, an intern under uh, 12-year-old. <laughs> Ixnay on the age here. Taxing, so, no, no social security card. I... <laughs> you know, child, I'm sure that'd violate several ch- child labor but laws. But you were likely 10. Perhaps yeah, yes. Perhaps that's Jenna Lee, our intern. So what are you what are you gonna tell us about? You've yeah. So kept quiet all these times in the, the studio, yeah. taking notes and just copying down word yeah. for word everything you say and learning. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I'm here to share the first available cut off an album I've been waiting for actually for years now. Um, this is the first full length record put out by Moses Sumney, who's a a musician raised in. Uh, California and Ghana, and his new album is called uh, Aromanticism. Spell it. Uh, Aromanticism, which is A-R-O. Oh, one word. M-A-N-T-I-C-I-S-M. Did I win the spelling B? Like a, like asexual, but aromantic. Oh. Aromanticism, okay. maybe? Yeah. I'm with that. I mean, I mean, at least the spelling of it. <laughs> <laughs> so this, uh, the first song, uh, it came out at the end of June. It's called Doomed, and... Um, Something I really love about it is that it has what I think Moses Sumney is really good at. It's pared down super, super simple instrumentation and vocals that become uh, very heavy with meaning. And he has a beautiful, rich voice, and you hear these tiny cracks sort of suggesting the fragility of human life. Let's hear it. With inverted tongue From whence does fulfillment come And I expel From this mortal shell We're at death a living Is that 
Well, I assume that slides into the next uh, track on this album. Which is called A Romanticism. They say this piece is sort of the thesis statement of the album, and it's him discussing a romanticism as a concept and asking that question, if my heart is idle, uh, am I still vital? And it's asking about uh, different social connections and questioning connection between people. The first time I saw uh, Moses Sumney was in a church in Iceland about three years ago, and I had no idea who he was. I just went, and that voice uh, was so stunning. He did all the electronics himself. There wasn't much, but he uh, looped and did all of that on Yeah, his own, he's right? actually, so he's known for doing work with electric guitar, and on this new album, he'll be doing some collaboration. The piece we just heard, um, he had synths by Matthew Otto, uh, who's also the producer for the album. So he's he's going to be collaborating with uh, some other artists. And he's actually known for collaborating with some bigger names. He put out a collaboration with Solange recently. Uh, he's toured with Sufjan. He's worked with uh, members of Grizzly Bear. Uh, and Chance. he's also worked with Chance the Rapper. So he's kind of all over the board with who he's been working with. Well, I'm excited. We talked about, uh, he and I talked about him doing a tiny desk years ago. And he said, when I, I, the essence of which is when I put on my first record, we'll probably make that happen. So we're ready for you. (laughs) And that was Doomed, which is the first available cut off Moses Sumney's new album, A Romanticism, which is out September 22nd. Perfect. Thank you. So waiting in the wings. Thank you, Jenna Lee. One more piece of really beautiful music before we close out the show. Hey, Tom. Hey, Bob. Hey, Robin. <laughs> oh, hi, Tom. Oh, hi. You guys sit next to each other. You guys bored of each other? Because, uh, yeah. Robin, you can always move back toward uh, and sit next to me. 
No, you know, I come in I come in earlier than everyone else in the entire department, but sometimes... And we all ruin your day one by one yeah, by I'm coming like, in. Ugh. But sometimes Tom, uh, Tom Heisinger, NPR's classical music editor, comes in before me and will always have some lovely piece of music playing. And he'll always say, do you want me to turn it up? Am I bothering you? And I'm like, nope, turn it up. It's all you always have... Just excellent taste, Tom. And what's lovely today, Tom? Well, this is lovely music from a band whose members have never met. Oh, I guess well. only this could only happen in the 21st century, right? That's great, That's, yeah. um, the band is called From the Mouth of the Sun, and it's it's two dudes, Aaron Martin, who lives in the States, and Dag Rosenqvist, who lives in Sweden, and uh, they must just you know pass their music back and forth. Uh, they have a record that's coming out in September that's called Hymn Binding. H-Y or H-I? H-Y. H-Y-M and Binding, yes. And I think for the listeners, if you are if you guys are into Max Richter, Oliver Arnold's, Nils Fromm, yes, this yes, great dude yes. from... Czech, Czech. Uh, <laughs> from Poland called Jacek. Yeah. You're checking all the boxes. Right. You're going to you're gonna really like this because it's... No, it's Polish, not Czech. <laughs> Is, what a groaner. That is such a groaner. Like those other guys, <laughs> this band um, does a really great job of seamlessly blending like acoustic instruments and electronic instruments in a way that you don't really know where one begins and the other ends or whatever. So there's pump organ and piano and cello and, and things like that in this music. I was thinking if this were the 1980s, we'd probably call this music new age. I know that's a dirty word these days, but it's just really great music that takes you to another place. And there was some very great music that came out of the new age scene. The title of the tune really says a lot. It's called Light Blooms in Hollow Space. And it begins with this kind of seesawing, simple piano figure. Then a pump organ folds in. And then all of a sudden this bloom happens kind of out of the blue with its own really kind of heart-aching melody and then this kind of plaintive cello softly takes us home all within the space of three minutes <sighs> the record the whole album is just stunning it's beautiful yeah it's it really beautiful was a beautiful record. sunday morning record for me uh this past sunday so we're gonna go out on this right robin yeah all right take deep breath everybody thank you tom heisiger thank you guys well, you're not going to thank me? Oh. I've been sitting here the whole time. I'm doing, you're, I'm doing you're, my job. God, thanks, you're, Robin. You're yeah, working yeah. really hard. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Robin. I'm going to really lean into this one, listening uh, to this, this song uh, when I hit play here. I already had then. my shoes off. Yeah. The group is called From the Mouth of the Sun, and the track is called Light Blooms in Hollow Space. Thanks, everybody. For NPR Music, it's all songs considered.
NPR podcasts are now available on every major platform. Check out all our shows at npr.org slash podcasts. That's npr.org slash podcasts.